want to welcome you to service this evening. Thank you for being here. Pastor and I love and appreciate you so much. And I know many of you work and you have long days. And when it gets dark early, sometimes it just feels like it'd be easy to stay in. But here you are faithful. So thank you for that. And we want to thank those that listen by podcast each week. Uh, we appreciate that very, very much. We want to announce that next Wednesday we will not have service. We typically do not the week of Thanksgiving because many are spending time with family or preparing for family to come. But then we will resume again the 29th, the next week. And I just want to give you a little, um, a little heads up of what's coming uh, keep your eye on the website. We'll announce for, for sure on Sunday, but I'm excited about it. We've got some new church merchandise. So it's going to be here ready for um, uh, Christmas, and we'll have coats and t-shirts and all kinds of things. And so uh, just keep that in mind. I want to teach tonight on being intentional with our gratitude. I've gleaned much again um, this week from Marilyn Andrews' book, The Intentional Remnant, some of the things that I'll share are out of that chapter 7 when she talked about gratitude. Um, but I want to talk about gratitude tonight. Melody Beatty said, Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, and a stranger into a friend. You know, we're living in times of uncertainty. I, I don't know about you, but there's times my, my heart is kind of torn. I'm, I'm excited because prophecy's being un fulfilled and unfolding, and we know that the rapture of the church is close, but I'm also heavy for those that are going through so many things and for the condition of our world and the war over in Israel and Ukraine and all those things that are that are going on. And so I love the strong reminder that the Apostle Paul gives us in Philippians 4. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything give thanks by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I am so thankful for the powerful truth that this scripture reveals to us that prayer and thanksgiving are the pathway to peace. Aren't you thankful for that? I just love that his word is living and active. That peace, it's a supernatural peace. It's God-given. It will guard our hearts and our minds from the chaos and the confusion and the times that we're living in. I'm so grateful for that. Have you ever been in a storm and you prayed and it was like a blanket settled over you? You could not describe it. You could not articulate it, but you just knew that God had his hand all over the situation. And you knew somehow that it was going to be all right. That peace is what guards our hearts and our minds. Dr. David Jeremiah said, One of the greatest antidotes to mental stress is worship and thanksgiving. 
When we come before the Lord, when we recognize his blessings, bathe our soul in his glory, we claim his promises and sing his praises, it's highly therapeutic to the soul. Putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. When you look in the scriptures, we find instruction on giving thanks. Psalms 104, when you know this word, say it with me. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Over in 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Over in 111 and 1, it says, Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. In the company of the upright, in the congregation, I will give thanks. I want us to stop and just do that right now. There's something about thanksgiving, gratitude, and praise that'll change the atmosphere. It'll change your thinking and your perspective. So I want us to do that tonight because it's biblical. I like to do things that are biblical because when we do things that are biblical, we know that God is hearing and he's amongst us. So let's do that right now. I want to hear you open your mouth and give God glory tonight. God, we honor you. How good it is to be together with my brothers and sisters and lift up your mighty name. Name. How good it is to feel the faith-filled atmosphere tonight and know that you are working and know that there is nothing too hard for you. How we honor you, God. We know even now you're moving heaven and earth. You have things in control. We know, God, that you are upholding this universe with your righteous right hand, God. We know that you're with Israel tonight. We know that you're moving, Lord, in our prodigals. We know, God, that you're moving in this house. We know that people are being healed this very moment and saved and delivered. And God, we're going to give you all the glory because you're deserving and you deserve all the glory, God. We honor you. We magnify you tonight. He is worthy of our praise, isn't he? Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, let's continue to express gratitude. With this gratitude, let's serve in a way that is pleasing to God with respect and awe. Gratitude is simply to be grateful. It means to be thankful. It means to appreciate what we've been given. It means taking time to think about all the blessings and the positive things in our life rather than dwelling on what's negative. How many of you have some hard things going on right now? It's okay to be honest. Yes, yes, we live in trying times. But how many of you can look and say, 
God has blessed me in more ways than I can count. Yes. Yes, we have breath in our bodies. We have a home to go home to. We have food. God is good. I want you to read this passage from the Psalms with me, 136, 1 through 4. It'll be up on the screen. I love saying the word together out loud. Let's do it. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. There's an old song that we used to sing. I like doing old songs on Wednesday nights. I just... I like it. So we're going to do and sing an old song, and I believe you're going to know it. So sing it with me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord. For giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and free. Now we can all sing it. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord. For making me whole, thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and free. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, it is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. It's only with gratitude that life becomes rich. I have discovered, and I feel like many of you have in here as well, through the years, that gratitude is learned. It's developed, and it needs to be practiced. It's, it's not the natural inclination of our flesh to give thanks. We're more prone to grumble, to complain, and to cater to the flesh. And this flesh can get loud. We're used to having everything at the click of a button. And I like it. I like going in to the house and turning with the button. I can turn on my lights now. I, I can take my remote and I can start my car. Though I forget to do it half the time. So thankfully pastor remembers and does it for me. And I appreciate it. We even have a vacuum cleaner that he can run off his phone that he got me a couple years ago. The problem is I have to keep the, the floor picked up so the vacuum can run through. And I forget to do that sometimes. So we, we're used to heat and air, Christmas decorations, a click of a button. So we're in a hurry for everything. Waiting is hard. Anybody in here like to wait? I'm going to hang out with you. We expect quick. 
We expect things right now, and when it doesn't happen, we get anxious. Sometimes we get frustrated. We, we live in a culture of ungratefulness and entitlement. The dictionary defines entitled as believing oneself to be inerrantly deserving of privileges or special treatment. At, at the core, it's self-focus. Uh, God's word is very clear that in the end times that men would be lovers of their own selves, that they would be unthankful, that they would be unholy and unforgiving, ungrateful. Romans tells us that although they knew God, this is Romans 121, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. And because of that, uh, their thoughts became evil and their hearts became foolish and darkened. But we've all seen destructive behaviors. I don't know. Um, uh, there was a, there's been different ones that have worked at McDonald's. Some of our young people that have worked at McDonald's, and one of them was uh, telling of a a man that came through, got upset about something. He he ordered an ice cream cone. He ended up stuffing that ice cream cone back through the window, right in to the young person that was working. I watched. Um, recently of uh, not too long ago of someone that had ordered some soup, took it home, decided it wasn't hot enough, came back and threw it on, uh, on the person that had waited on them. We, we live in a time where there's just rage and anger and entitlement and, and our human nature is selfish. We, we are self-centered at the core. And we, if we're not careful, we'll stay immature even in our Christian walk. We have to grow in that. We are called to put off our old nature and put on the new man to crucify this flesh as Paul did and walk in the spirit and let the fruit of the spirit be a testimony to all those that were around. Craig Rochelle said, gratitude kills pride. Gratitude slays self-sufficiency. Gratitude crushes the spirit of entitlement. When we place our discontent, discontented egos on the altar of gratitude, we develop contented altar egos filled with thanksgiving. When you dig up the roots of entitlement, gratitude will grow in the good soil of a fertile heart. Gratitude places you in a posture of worship, ready to give God praise for every good thing. Uh, Pastor Grishelle was telling of um, that they had uh, made this picture of some, uh, and we're going to be putting in a playground, but anyway, he made a picture of a playground and, and he was um, asking for an offering and, and he was saying, our kids deserve the best. And that's the way we feel. And he said, um, uh, someone that had been to the mission field literally came in and began to show him pictures of a place that had no running water, no sewer, no, the homes, barely had homes over. And he said, really, what are we deserving of? And it changes your whole perspective, even on gratitude. That's why we have to renew our mind with his word and remind ourselves of how blessed we truly are. That'll help us to develop healthy habits of gratitude and keep others in mind. Think about the welfare of others. Thanksgiving needs to become part of our DNA. And his word instructs us on how that will happen. When you look over in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, 
It says, say it with me if you know it, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I, I love how direct that is. How specific. There's, there's no need for any of us to question. Everyone that has breath in their body, particularly those that name the name of Christ, need to rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and give thanks for everything. Ephesians 5 and 20 says, Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians tells us, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love how Rick Warren just kind of encapsulates it. In happy moments... Praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. Every moment, thank God. I saw a post that said, it's not happiness that brings us gratitude. It's gratitude that brings us happiness. There have been many different studies to prove that gratefulness brings with it a reward. Having thankful heart is the key to good mental, emotional, relational, and physical health. I don't know how many of you, we sing that song here, uh, Gratitude. I don't know how many of you have listened to Natalie Grant and Brandon Lake sing it as a duet. And in the bridge part of it, she talks about a neuroscience study that said, that says anxiety and gratitude cannot exist in the brain at the same time. So I went and did a little bit of research on that. And, and many even uh, studies in the, in the natural, in the, in the carnal world, in the scientific world, um, says the same thing. It says the brain cannot respond to anxiety and gratitude at the same time. It has to be either or. And it also has shown that not only does gratitude re reduce anxiety, but depression as well. Have you ever been going through something and someone just began to pour into you or speak life? Or you were around someone that you knew was going through something and you began to give them scripture, even though you were in a hard place yourself? And by the words of your own mouth, as you begin to speak out the word of God, you begin to feel your own soul be encouraged. There's power in gratitude and in the word. Gratitude will shift a negative attitude to a positive one. It will ground our faith in the firm foundation of truth. It will lift and encourage our weary soul. It will help us to not only feel better, but look better. The Bible even says praise is commonly for the upright. In other words, it makes you look good. It'll lift your countenance. It'll lift your spirit when you praise God. Gratitude will help us sleep better. It increases our sense of self-worth and makes us nicer to be around. It, 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 it allows people to want to be around us. Have you ever been around negative people and you're just like, you, you, you feel the tension and the weight coming in from that negativity. 
We can weigh ourselves down. Gratitude will remind us of how blessed we are. It makes us appreciate the value of what we have and, and we're less likely to take it for granted. It brings contentment. Contentment. Gratitude will produce compassion and empathy for others. When we have gratitude, it'll make us less likely to want revenge or to become jealous or to become resentful of other people when we have a sense of gratitude and recognize how blessed we are. It'll add meaning to life even in the difficult times. Max Lucado said, the presence of anxiety is unavo unavoidable, but the prison of anxiety is optional. We don't have to stay there. We can be lifted out. God's word admonishes us to be grateful. The psalmist repeats this verse Four times in Psalms 107, he says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Over and over. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Hebrews tells us to, uh, therefore by him to let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. First Chronicles says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name, but don't just stop there. Don't just call upon his name. His word tells us to make his deeds known among the people. You know, that's why praise is so important even when we come into the house. It not only creates an atmosphere because he sits enthroned on the praises of his people. He dwells there. It creates an atmosphere for miracles to happen. But when we begin to praise, when we begin to lift our voice, what do you think that does sometimes for those sitting by us that may be even going through a difficult time? We're that doorway, that gateway where we lift up the name of the Lord. We can change the whole atmosphere of a service with thanksgiving, with gratitude, with praise. Sometimes I know you feel it because we're human. We'll come in, we'll be weighted down, we'll feel the weight going on in a service, and we'll oftentimes just sit there. But what would happen if we would put on the garment of praise, we would begin to refocus our thoughts, we would begin to lift up his name. I'll tell you what would happen. It would change the whole atmosphere of the room, and God would begin to inhabit, we would feel his tangible presence because we're opening up our heart and we're opening up our mind. We're lifting up our voice and we are uh, in his presence. There is what? Fullness of joy. In his presence is fullness of joy. Over in Luke 17, we find the count of Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. He passes through Samaria in Galilee, and there are 10 lepers off to the side, and they uh, begin to cry out to Jesus, and they ask him for mercy, that they would be cleansed, and he tells them to go show themselves to the priest, and they'll be cleansed, and they do that, and God is true to his word, and that healing came, but only one came back and lifted up his voice and glorified God, and Jesus looked over, and he said, weren't there 10? Where's the other nine? And he said, your faith has made you whole. 
My prayer tonight is that we will not fail to give God the glory to his name, that we will exchange our worry for worship, that we will count our blessings and give God glory for his goodness. Now there's another old song we're gonna do tonight that's called Put on the Garment of Praise. And I want you to sing that. I want you to open your mouth and, and sing out tonight and begin to let God do some restoring in your heart. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your voice to God. Praise in the spirit and with understanding. Oh, magnify the Lord. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your voice to God. Praise with the spirit and with understanding. Oh, magnify the Lord. Harry Ironside said, we would worry less if we praised more. When you look in Psalms 95 and 2, we find that thanksgiving is an open door to God's presence. When we begin to honor him and worship him, he even instructs us, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. And I want to read again Psalms 104. Let us enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. When we begin to show gratitude, it's a gateway for the glory of God to begin to even flow through us. We have the capacity, according to the word of God, to usher in his presence with our gratitude and with our thanksgiving. And I know that life is hard and I know that there are things that are pressing against you and pressing against your family and pressing against the church. But I wanna encourage you tonight to give thanks to the Lord to even through this season to count your blessings. Sometimes it is powerful just to sit down and write them out one by one, the things that God has blessed you with and given you. Because it is easy to be overshadowed by the things of the world or by the hardship that you're going through of what God has given to us. I wanna remind us of some things to be grateful for tonight and to give God glory for. In Ephesians 1 and 3, it says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing blessing. In 1 Corinthians, it tells us that thanks be to God who always gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. We can thank him for his presence and his power in our lives. We can thank him for his joy and his peace that sustain us and that keep us. We can thank him for his provision and his protection and his compassion. We can thank him for his grace and his goodness and his guidance, for his mercy and his wisdom and his miracles and his favor. We can thank you, thank him for his unfailing love and his faithfulness to us. And we can thank him for healing us and delivering us. And we can thank him for the blessed hope that we have that one day that trumpet's going to sound 
And the dead in Christ is going to rise as pastor preached on Sunday. And we who are alive and remain are going to be caught up to be with him in the air. There's so much that we have to be thankful for tonight. And I just want to encourage you in that. This has not been long, but I'm going to ask you to stand all over if you will. And I want you just for a moment, I want you just for a moment to reflect and ponder on the goodness of God. I just want you to ponder for just a moment. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God.